I don't know how to really tell the story without getting in trouble, but I'm going to try anyhow. I'm going to try because I don't, you know, I, I can't use the real names involved here because the, the people would get angry. Um, so I'm going to try to use uh, different names to hide identities. Uh, and, okay, well, person number one will call Jack. Okay, and person number two will call... Hmm... Uh, Richard, okay, Jack and Richard, totally made up names, that's not the real names of the people that I'm talking about here, now Jack is someone who does not believe extraterrestrials are coming to this planet, he has a a problem with it, he just can't believe that, Um, he he has a problem, He, he, he just can't see how it's possible that they can travel you know, billions of or millions of light years from another planet and come here. He just has a big problem with that. Of course, you know, I. <laughs> some people just don't have that imagination. They can't, they can't, you know, I, 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 you know, if, yeah, okay, it's impossible as far as humankind is concerned right now, as far as our science allows. Yes, it's impossible. However, if something's 10,000, 100,000, 200,000, a million years more advanced than mankind, well, maybe they figured some other things out. And that's what's going on because there are things coming here. There are things coming here. However, getting to this story at hand here. Okay, now, Richard is a person who has some issues um, uh, throughout his whole life and he says things sometimes i don't want to you know get too involved in in this situation but he says things sometimes that and and thinks in a certain way that uh you know is uh not good not good uh he he has thoughts and, and ideas that are basically untrue uh he, he he lives in a different kind of world than than most people and other people are afflicted with this, but I'm not going to get into any kind of uh, medical analysis or anything like that. I'm just going to say that uh, sometimes Richard says things that, uh, you know, most people will just think, okay, yeah, that's well, that's Richard. He, he, he's going to say something like that. Well, anyway, Richard, the one time, needed a ride. Uh, his vehicle was broke down, and he needed a ride to a grocery store and for other odds and ends. So he contacted Jack, and Jack said, "Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a ride." And um, now, when Jack picked him up, the first thing Richard said was, "He picked, he went to the town where Richard was living." Jack did, and when Jack picked picked Richard up, Richard said, uh, "Got in the got in the car and said, uh, there's a chameleon living in the neighborhood.'" Of course, now Jack heard kind of weird stuff like this before from Richard and just, you know, didn't think anything of it and just, did, you know, they went out and went out for a few hours to different spots and Richard picked up different groceries and whatnot. And then hours later, when uh, uh, Jack was going to drop Richard off at Richard's house, uh, he pulled in and uh, there was a truck uh, that on the other side on the other side that was pulling in that was parking and jack took notice of the person behind the wheel of this 
truck, of this pickup truck. And uh, he got a good look at the guy's face. And then he pulled, he, he kept continuing forward and then he pulled in front of uh, Richard's house. And then uh, apparently this guy got out of the pickup truck and he he walked in front of the Jack's car. And Richard pointed out and said, there, there he is. There's the chameleon. Well, this was the guy that just got out of the pickup truck. And now the face that Jack had just seen a few moments before was completely different. It looked like a completely different a completely different person than what he just saw when he drove past that pickup truck. So he and he thought, well, maybe he said no, there was nobody else there. He looked around, he looked in the rear rear view mirrors to see if the, there was nobody in the pickup truck anymore. Uh there was nobody else walking around. There was nobody in the... This was like an isolated street. And he has no explanation for this. And he's told this story a number of times over the years. And he just doesn't have any explanation for it. None. Now, Richard, meanwhile... Now, I've approached Richard about this a number of times over the years. And when I bring it up, I ask him about the chameleon. And he won't say anything about it. Just completely keeps quiet. That's don't don't even talk about it. That's it. Very strange. But Jack insists that this happened. That this is a true event. That he saw this happen. He has no explanation for it. Uh, he doesn't. He just can't make himself believe that it's possible that there are people out there that can change their appearances. But yet, he pretty much stands by this story, you know, and, and tells it many times. The story hasn't changed. But what are the implications? What are the implications of something like this if this is true? What does it mean? What does it mean? Does that mean that they're here? I mean, they're among us. There are beings beings among us that could change the way they look, could change their appearance, that could actually shapeshift. I mean, to me, this sounds like a completely crazy conspiracy theory. I've, I've, I've you know... I remember seeing, I mean, there's some, some things just seem too far-fetched. You know, they did. But when I when it comes, when a story like this comes from somebody who doesn't believe in this stuff, you know, it gives you pause. You know, it's, <laughs> it's troubling. I mean, the implications would mean that there are, you know, some people out there might not be human. And they're just living among us. And what are they doing? For what purpose? I don't know. It's something to think about uh, if it's true. Now, is it possible that maybe, you know, there was something that Jack missed in those few seconds when he drove past the pickup truck and then pulled in in front of the house? I guess so. Yeah, there there, there could be. There could be uh, something that he didn't see. Maybe, you know, but... He said that would have been pretty hard, the way things went down, the way this, if you, he said you had to be there, he just doesn't see how that could have happened. He, he believes that the per, the same person he saw had to be the, the person walking in front of him. And the fact that Richard was saying there's a chameleon living in the neighborhood and then something like this happens. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now, I mean, now someone in Richard's condition is unfortunately deals with all sorts of fantasies you know 
that are untrue a lot of times. And then when, say, for instance, something that, you know, like this happens, you know, it's just par for the course. So it's just something that, yo, know, yeah, a chameleon living in a neighborhood, you know, for to him, it's like, oh, no big deal. It's in what we, all, all these things like this happen to me all the time, you know. So I guess that's that's the funny part. I mean, the fact that the when Jack went to pick Richard up, Richard said, yeah, there's a chameleon living in the neighborhood. And then later on, hours later, when he's dropping him off, he goes, oh, there's the chameleon. And it was Jack just saw the guy, you know, a few seconds earlier in the in the in the truck and it had a different face. And now the guy walking in front of his vehicle, as Richard pointed and said, there's a chameleon looked completely different. The features were completely different, he said, than what they looked like just a few uh, moments earlier. And he looked around. There was nobody else within the vicinity. Again, is there a chance that there was something that Jack missed? Of course. But, But again, it's interesting that Richard said there's a chameleon living in the neighborhood. You know. That's that's what's really interesting about this whole case. You know, he pointed this out to Jack earlier and then pointed it out again. You know, at the conclusion of this uh, event. You know, so that's what makes this whole thing interesting is that, you know, so, I mean, what, what you know, now Richard, of course, won't say anything about this now. Never, you bring it up and that's, that's a no-no. Don't bring it up. Don't talk about the chameleon ever again. He doesn't want to talk about it. But you wonder what what you know what happened before that day that made him did he see something happen with his own eyes? You know, did he see this guy shape shift right in front of him? I don't know. But again, the implications, the the, the possibility there are people among us who are not people look like people. I mean, it's something right out of a 1950s science fiction movie. It's absolutely fantastic. It's hard to believe. But when you hear a story like this, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Yeah. 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 Moving on. Now... You know, when when there is full disclosure, however it arrives, whether some, an event occurs that makes it, you know, there's no way they could cover this up anymore, or our government comes out and tells us tells it tells us what it really knows. Uh, at first, for some people, it's going to be shocking. It's going to be shocking. It's going to be living in this new reality that yes, in fact, there are extraterrestrials coming here. I know that. I know that already. Some people out there just aren't sure and there's other people who just don't believe it uh but when the reality uh when, when the reality becomes known and there's nothing that could change that um people are going to get used to it you know just like you know when you when you, you have to understand how we got used to what we have now compared to what we used to have i mean i'm just going back to the 1970s here to when i was a kid things were a lot different then a lot different uh you know, you had, you had we, we did have cable television. A lot of people, most people in the, in the country, in the United States, 
And across the world, they, they had to use antennas. Uh, we lived in a place where it was in a valley where it was one of the first areas to ever have cable television. Actually, it was the first area to ever have cable television um, in Pennsylvania. And so we were able, we had uh, 12 channels, uh, some of them from New York, some of them from Wilkes-Barre, some of them from Philadelphia. And, uh, when, you know, you didn't have any kind of recording device or VCR or DVR or, you know, Blu-ray player, DVD player. You had nothing like that whatsoever. That, that was all, a, you know, I, we didn't even know that was ever going to be some, you know, become a thing, actually, <clears throat> until it actually did. I mean, back then, if you, there was something you wanted to see, you're, you were dying to see some movie, some old movie maybe, or newer movie that was out in theaters a few years ago. You had to wait till some channel showed it on TV. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, if you wanted to see, uh, if, you know, if I, uh, you know, and as a kid, I used to like to watch monster movies. If, uh, you know, if, if Frankenstein was coming on, I, every week you had to get a, a TV guide and, and, and scan through every day to find out, okay, what day, what, 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 what's, what's coming on at what time and on what day. You had to, you know, mark it down in your memory and just, okay, I got to make sure I'm home at uh, 4 p.m. on Tuesday after school and because they're going to be showing uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Or, you know, King Kong or whatever. So that's how it used to be. And if you missed it, you missed it. And everything, most most of the time, most movies, unless it was on a public television, we did have a public television channel, uh, Channel 44, and sometimes they would show, uh, you know, movies on the weekends at late at night sometimes, sometimes on the afternoons on the weekends with no commercials. But most of the time you had to sit there, you had to watch, everything had, a, you know, commercials, commercials and and if, you, and if a movie was coming on and you missed it, well, too bad. You have to wait till you know, two or three years later till it comes on again, you know. I remember the one time there was a movie I really wanted. I, I, saw it, I saw some bits and pieces of it one time. It was called The Bible in the beginning. It was some 1966 movie that was directed by John Huston, the great director John Huston, and plus he starred in the movie, and it was about the, the book of Genesis, basically. It was about Adam and Eve and... Noah's Ark, Cain and Abel, all those stories from the book of Genesis, basically. And uh, I I couldn't wait to see this movie again. I finally, it was coming on TV. And uh, finally, after years, like in the late 70s at some point, and uh, I remember I was all excited. I sat down to watch it. It was coming on on a Friday night at 8 o'clock. And all of a sudden, the TV just went on to blink. The the picture went off. You know, I basically cried, cried because I couldn't believe it. I was waiting all these years to see this movie, and then here, TV's, not, not, the cable went out. Every channel, no, there's nothing on any channel. It was all fuzz. And then I, I basically, you know, later on I found out that somebody had run into a pole and the cable got knocked out. So, you know, that's how it used to be. I mean, now if you want to watch that movie or any movie or anything, you just watch it instantly, whether on maybe one of your streaming channels, you might find it there. And if you can't, then you can just probably buy it. But back then, that kind of st- what we have now see, would have seemed like science fiction. It would have been like 2001 A Space Odyssey or Star Wars or something. It would have seemed just too outrageous. You know, I remember, you know, in these magazines I used to get when I was a kid, you know, these monster magazines in the back, you, you know, they, they, they would sell little brief uh, uh, segments from movies uh, on eight millimeter film, small eight millimeter film reels. But you had to have an eight millimeter camera to, had to, to be able to watch them. Of course, uh, our family, you know, it was five kids. There was no way to to uh, 
you know, we didn't have the money to get get a, a movie projector like that, and and let alone the movies, the movies themselves, just for little segments, you know, to, to buy it, just to buy a, one little a scene, a scene from one movie, you know, it would cost you like thirty bucks or something, plus shipping and handling. So that all that stuff was impossible and out of reach, and even be, and a lot of these movies were these segments of movies were silent anyway. It wasn't even the whole movie. I mean, that was the best you can get, and it was you know way overpriced for many people. But you know, then in the eighties came, we had also you know he had. Uh, I mean, outside of HBO, there was there was the one option you did have in the seventies was HBO. There sometimes new, newer movies would come on there. I remember that's where I saw Jaws for the first time, and. Uh, and you know, I saw other movies. You know, the other big movies from the from from the seventies, and they show some older movies too. But it was no commercials, and they were you know, uh, you know, nice presentations. But then the eighties came along, and then we all you know, people start getting VCRs. You had a VCR, you could go out and rent whatever. You had to go to a place and rent movies and bring them home, VHS tapes, whatever you wanted. And there were a lot of VHS uh, rental stores all over the place. It was you know, so things start changing. Uh, but now, I mean, and then, of course, phones, you know, phones back in the 70s and 80s, you know, the only people that had a, a phone outside of their house were like rich people that had, you know, a, some, some they had phones in their car somehow, you know, uh, we, I mean, you had to be rich to have something like that. And the car and, and the phones were actually had they had to stay in the car. You couldn't take them with you like a cell like we can now with a cell phone. You can go anywhere. But to be able to have a phone that you could film stuff, take pictures with, I mean, you know, go, go, I mean, the internet, I mean, the internet was, you know, you know, who could have thought back then that, that, that's, that it was going to become what it did. I mean, for one thing, we had nothing close to that, you know, video games, the way video games that have, have advanced over the years. I remember in the seventies, we got something, it was like a little machine we hooked up to the TV and you could play Pong, you know, and a couple other like really primitive stuff type video games at home but it was pretty neat at the time because that's all you had I mean, that, that was state of the art at that time and then that advanced slowly you had Atari and Intellivision and ColecoVision and you know just start you know then later on Nintendo and you know it just kept on adva- advancing Je- Sega Genesis and now you know you know we're at PlayStation 5 so it's just amazing how you get used to, I mean, these things at one time seemed totally impossible in like science fiction. I remember actually reading an, a magazine article about how someday we're going to have, everyone's going to be able to, you know, see each other when they talk on the phone. They actually had, I remember there was a drawing in, in this magazine that had like, like a, a, one of those old style telephones, but there was a little TV camera attached or a little TV monitor attached to it. And you could, and, and the person was talking to a smiling face in, on the TV camera. It didn't work out quite that way. You could do it on the internet and, you know, on your cell phone, you know, if you wanted to talk to someone face to face and see them, but you know, it did happen, you know, but at the time when I read that article, like sometime in the seventies, it seemed fantastic. You know, it just seemed, wow, that seems like that's going to take forever to happen. Well, here we are. And, you know, we have that and more. Have that and more. It's just amazing. You get, you know, now if all of that would have happened all at once, like say it's 1977 and all of a sudden we, we, we have what we had then and all of a sudden we, we were to have what we have now, it would be it would be a shock. It would be a shock to all of a sudden go from, you know, the, the technology of 1977 to instantaneously the technology that we have right now in 2021. It would be a complete shock. However, um, I, it's going to be a shock for some people, you know. It's going to be a shock when, when the reality, 
when when they realize what the reality is is here that there are extraterrestrials coming here and they have vehicles that are incredible that can do incredible things and 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 technology probably technology that we don't know about yet i'm sure i'm certain that they're the faction in the government that's been studying this for decades uh they have uh, compiled probably a a very impressive amount of data with regard to what kind of technology these beings have um it's going to be interesting you know at some point you know when this stuff is revealed, if some of it is, as, as, you know, if they reveal at least some, at some point, they're going to have to come out with this. They're going to have to say, yeah, we've been lying, you know, because they are lying. They've been lying. They've been covering this up for decades. It's obvious. Um, you know, again, I've seen one of these things, so I know, uh, and I've had, had other experiences, I've, as I've talked about previously. I'm not going to get into it all again here. Probably people are sick of hearing it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's real. It's happening, and at some point, it's going to be undeniable for everybody. Everyone's going to say, "Yep, yep, yep," and and it's going to be shocking. But you know what? We'll get used to it, just like we're used to what we have now. I mean, what we have now is is fantastic. It's amazing the technology that we have now compared to where we used to be. And if you look, you know, say say you go back a hundred years, hundred and twenty years. Look what they had back then. They had nothing close to this. It's amazing, like how we advanced in the past. You know, you know. So if you look, you go from just nineteen hundred to twenty twenty one. Look at the advancements. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, what, if we're still around a thousand years from now, say, or ten thousand years, or twenty thousand years, or a hundred thousand years, how far? I mean, at the rate of advancement that we're seeing right now, what's it going to be like? You know, thousands of years from now. Say we make it a million years. Wow. Wow. We're probably, by that point, we'll probably evolve into something different by that point. We won't even look like the way we do now. You know, nobody will be born with wisdom teeth anymore. You know, I had three, by the way. And that's, you know, that's, that's you know, we we're, we're evolving, right? You know, some people today are born, you know, we, at one, some point in our long past, wisdom teeth were, I guess, necessary for the kind of foods that we ate. Uh, nowadays, people, uh, some people aren't even born wisdom teeth. And people who are, a lot of times have to get them pulled. Some people are born with four wisdom teeth. Some people are born with three wisdom teeth. Some people are born with two. I was born, I had three. I only had three. The fourth one, there was no fourth one. I had to get three of them pulled out, though, because we're evolving we're evolving. How we? How, what are we gonna? What are we gonna evolve into? You know, like I said, a hundred thousand years from now, like how different are, are will our bodies be? A hundred thousand years. How how much longer will our lifespans extend? I mean, we got to get this. Uh, we have some issues right now that we got to get under control. You know, I know some people don't want to believe that because of politics, but reality is we got to get we have some issues here with you know climate and stuff i mean it's you know there's obviously things going on here that we need to get a handle on and i'm sure we will i'm sure everybody was going to come to their senses here at some point and they better come to their senses here pretty soon or we're going to be in trouble but beyond that um yeah uh we'll get you you'll get used to it once that once once it's disclosed once once the once the event happens whatever it is whether it's disclosure, full disclosure coming from the government, acknowledgement after all these decades that yes, yes, we have we have evidence. We know there's extraterrestrials coming here. 
blah, 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 and tell us what they know. You know, once that comes out either from them or something happens that, you know, that the, the aliens themselves do that makes it undeniable and you can't hide it anymore, uh, one way or the other, that's going to come. And it's we're getting close to it. We're getting close one way or the other. Some way it's, it's going to happen, you know. More and more people have, you know, have the technology's getting better. There's going to, at some point, something's going to happen here. Uh, and we might be close to it, hopefully. I want to see it in my lifetime. I really do.